Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas along with Tess Taylor. Today we're going to talk with our guest Kate LePage. Kate is the East Central Safe Harbor Regional Navigator and Program Manager. And Kate, first of all, welcome back to Community Focus. Thanks for having me again. Yeah. Uh, Kate, we've had you here uh, in January the last several years as we talk about human trafficking, which uh, I'm sure some people don't think that happens around here, but it does, doesn't it? Yeah, yep. Um, actually, we have one of the highest rates of self-disclosures from youth in the entire state uh, in East Central Minnesota, which is always really shocking uh, to community members. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So um, walk us through uh, what your program does, because... Uh, these girls, do they come to you? Are they recommended? Some end up uh, incarcerated. How does that all work? Girls and boys. Yeah, I was just gonna. <laughs> I was just gonna correct, but you know, I'm a broken record up here on that one. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no. So we have a lot of different programs in East Central Minnesota within our LSS or Lutheran Social Service Office. Um, we have the Regional Navigator, which is a, a role that I play. I cover 11 counties as a point of. Um, a point of contact or expertise on trafficking and exploitation. So I uh, offer technical assistance to my community partners and county partners, develop protocols, sit on different task force um, or multidisciplinary teams, uh, provide consultation, uh, direct service, and referrals. So I do a oh. lot within those 11 counties. Uh, in addition to that, we have our supportive services uh, grant, so we're able to go out into communities and offer uh, resources to youth and young adults, provide prevention education, ongoing case management, and advocacy. We have our scattered site housing program as well locally, mm-hmm. and so with that, we get uh, young people up to the age of 25 into their own apartment or living situation, and we help with the rental assistance and case management for roughly two years but what's really great about our funding is we have a lot of flexibility with that in the time frame that people are able to voluntarily stay in the program mm-hmm. um, and then we have some new funding we actually got some funding for outreach uh, this time around so we're doing a lot of preventative harm reduction work within the communities as well mm-hmm. trying to get out to the schools really uh, that outreach is to tackle those vulnerabilities ideally before we have victimization taking place. Mm-hmm. Sounds pretty comprehensive, really. Wow. We try to be. Uh, we try to be. And and a lot of it's the partnership. So I'm really excited. We have our Brainerd Lakes area sex trafficking team uh, still up and running. We've developed protocol here in Crow Wing County. We actually have our Soup Off event, our first one uh, since our break during COVID of running that event. And it really brings those community partners to the same table in an informal way. We have a competition around who can make the best soup, and we talk about what we're doing locally with the task force or with that multidisciplinary team blast. Um, We also are going to be running as a collective group, that Brainerd Lakes area sex trafficking team uh, event for community on Thursday this week and offering free food and free coffee at Lunar Lounge, which, Mm -hmm. which is a new business locally, and trying to bring awareness to the connection between homelessness and trafficking and Mm. how all of our local partnerships are really trying to tackle all of those vulnerabilities from domestic violence to teen dating violence to runaway to homelessness it's we we do really try to have a a really good holistic response here yeah who makes up the sex trafficking team here? Yeah, so we have a lot of members on it. Mm-hmm. Um, in addition to our agency and our youth services program at our agency, um, we also have 
the prosecution office. We have the sheriff's office, Brainerd PD, Baxter PD, Crosby, um, Niswa, Pequot, Breezy Lakes comes from time to time as you know. Some of those agencies mm-hmm. are small; and they don't have the capacity to have someone at each meeting, but um, right. they're always participating. Uh, we have the. Um, state patrol involved. We have probation, community services, public health. It, it's re- medical um, personnel, the jail staff. It, it really is a comprehensive team here. That's pretty neat. And mm-hmm. you think about all those entities coming together, um, you know, but still there's that not in my backyard. It's not happening here. But as you said off the top, people would be probably pretty blown away by the numbers and what's mm-hmm. going on here in our local community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you know, again, people think of this as a metro-based yep. issue. It's it's really transient and it's really hidden. Um, and what's really great about our partnerships within this area is we all recognize that it's here. Mm-hmm. It's how do we get it out to our f- other partners and the people in the community to be identifying and making reports of it, um, offering those services? Because a lot of the time, this population does not identify as a victim survivor of any mm-hmm. crime, so they're not coming forward voluntarily for services. So it I compare it to other forms of domestic abuse or sexual violence. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times we hear about those due to outcry. That's something that we don't really see with sex trafficking or labor trafficking. So when we start combining sex and labor trafficking and talk about human trafficking, mm-hmm. um, because of a lot of the survival manipulation, coercion um, components to this crime. So because of that, in order to really get a pulse and be able to serve the population, we have to be responding without disclosure. And that's what's really great about our funding is we don't need confirmation of abuse to be able to serve the population. We need suspicion or high risk Mm -hmm. um, so that we're not forcing people into a corner, making them disclose before they're ready or before they identify as a victim at all. It allows us to really provide that harm reduction approach. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I think for a lot of people, they don't realize how this kind of gets started. And Mm -hmm. I'm sure it's all too common. It's like you were talking about. Someone takes advantage of someone else who needs a place to stay, Mm -hmm. uh, needs some food, Mm -hmm. that type of thing. And the next thing you know, they're trading something for those. Mm Yeah. Yeah. And it happens different ways. You know, we still have um, over 60 percent of our our reports to child protection involving trafficking, so looking at our, our minor population that's being impacted, um, over 60% of those are still familial trafficking, so we still mm-hmm. those Oof. trafficking within the family unit and within the home. Wow. Um, so we have that generational component or that familial component. Um, we have the survival component. You know, I refer to it a lot as survival sex or commercial sexual exploitation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have that, that grooming process of relationships. So we have four funded task forces in the state from the Office of Justice Programs, or mm-hmm. OJP. Um, and we, they haven't released new data in a, in a while, but in their latest data reports, although old, at that point, we had had zero cases investigated in the state of Minnesota involving strangers. So people like to think that this is an abduction or kidnapping. Mm-hmm. I think we think with sexual violence in general, it's easier to think of it as a stranger danger situation. Mm-hmm. However, you know, all of our cases, for the most part in Minnesota, are involving some form of relationship, mm-hmm. um, whether that's a romantic partner or a family member or a caregiver. 
an employer, a friend. It's it's a relationship that's formed. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I think it's really hard for adults to grasp. You know, I think I'm not I'm not that old, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I came about before cell phones did. So relationships to me involve person to person contact. Yep. What's really hard for parents and caregivers and grandparents to wrap their head around is that relationships are being formed online. Mm. And we're seeing a huge, huge increase in online grooming, online solicitation cases in the state of Minnesota, and that is going to impact Mm -hmm. the number of exploitation and trafficking cases. I'm uh, really glad to hear you're in the schools talking to kids ahead of time about this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's, That's great because prevention, if you can prevent this from happening, that's phenomenal. Exactly. And it comes down to online safety, right? That's a huge component Mm -hmm. in a way that makes sense to youth and and young adults. Um, And it comes down to learning what a healthy relationship is and how to have a healthy relationship and how to consent to things. Um, These are skills that are really hard to learn if you're not shown them and you don't practice them and no one talks to you about them. When I go out and I do prevention education, I'm always surprised time and time again at how hard it is for the youth to grasp um, the section that I do on healthy relationships. I'll have kids that go through a five-mod curriculum four, five, six times voluntarily because they enjoy the curriculum because they're still learning and trying to emanate and practice what a healthy relationship looks like. Mm -hmm. Um, They'll either identify that they're not healthy in relationships or that they have a really hard time grasping what those red flags are to be able to leave an unhealthy relationship before it's, before it's so, they're so dependent upon it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then talk about the other end of this, and that is uh, someone comes to you, uh, they've been through this, mm-hmm. you help them with, you, you mentioned housing before, mm-hmm. what other things do you help with? Um, support, we provide victim advocacy with law enforcement interviews or forensic exams. Um, we sometimes are providing housing, other times I'm really problem solving with them. What are their goals? What do they wanna do? Where do they wanna be long-term? Is it school? What are they wanting to go to school for? Um, I work with them on budgeting and um, employment opportunities, building up their resumes, Mm -hmm. different things like that. Uh, So again, ongoing education on basic life skills, um, as well as ongoing advocacy and support. There's times where I'm assisting people leaving the state or coming to the state. So Mm -hmm. it really just depends on their situation. Um, And it's not always our programs that are going to be the one providing the services. It's really understanding what their needs are and who it is that's going to be able to provide those needs best Mm -hmm. and making sure that there's a warm handoff connection so that they feel like they can trust that new individual coming in yeah and there are facilities too now freedom ranch if you're familiar with that um you know you you think about folks who are being kind of rescued from the trafficking from the sex trafficking and they have these safe havens to go to but once they're that's no longer available off they go and a lot of folks think well you can go home no because like you were saying Mm -hmm. a lot of it is familial and they can't go home to those families because those are the people who have put them out there in the first place and put them in those situations. So how do you follow up with that? Is that where you help them then make that transition? Yeah, we can definitely help with aftercare, Mm -hmm. um, help with education for parents as well. So one of the things that people 
um, struggle to understand with this is, is there's a lot of barriers to officially leaving the life. Mm-hmm. Um, there's relationships, there's d- uh, chemical dependency, there's legal concerns. Um, there's really normalization of abuse that's hard to get yeah. away from as yep. well. And so people kind of, we can contribute it more towards like um, getting out of substance use. People mm-hmm. go in and out of rehab, you know, seven to nine times yep. before they're finally clean. We see really similar things with exploitation and trafficking. People go mm-hmm. back to the life or back to relationships or because um, they have a hard time identifying healthy relationships, they fall back into similar relationships and end up into a similar situation. Yeah. Um, and so even if it, the family is safe, what I like to go and do before a youth goes home is to really work with that family on how do we monitor devices? How do we mm-hmm. talk about safety? How do we safety plan with our kids? How do we have these open door policies? Yeah. And what should we be looking for as red flags to our kids being back in an unhealthy situation? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Now, Kate, as you talk about that, I was also thinking about uh, the prevention that you do in schools. Mm-hmm. Is there something parents can be educated about to, uh, again, before it even starts, just kind of watch for this stuff? Because, like you say, they all have a cell phone in their hand, it seems. Yeah, I I have um, vol- multiple resources for parents, caregivers, guardians. Um, I have one-page flyers with links to how to talk to kids about sexting, how to what to know about online apps, how to create uh, like mobile device contracts with your kids before you get them, so you're all mm-hmm. on the same page. Yep. Um, you know, monitoring devices that you can download, how those work, what they're like. So I have a lot of different resources. I do parent education as well. I actually just hosted a lunch and learn geared towards caregivers on online safety. So we do one-on-one education with parents. I have handouts for parents. Um, We also can do group education as well in communities. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Well, it sounds like there's a lot of entities, there's a lot of people with, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, if you will, boots on the ground trying to prevent it and help those that have fallen into human Mm -hmm. trafficking Mm -hmm. and abuse. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I just hope community knows, you know, they can always reach out for assistance, requests um, for more information. We really want to make sure that the correct narrative is out there. So Mm -hmm. if you're wanting to get involved in this movement, please reach out. We'll make sure you get connected with the right information to be sharing out with your community partners and friends and family. Um, Anyone can make referrals to our program. It doesn't have to be a government entity. Uh, People can self-refer. Families can can call and request assistance as well. Um, But it's really, really important to promote the correct narrative Mm because if we promote a sensationalized version of this abuse, all we do is make it so that victim survivors that are actually experiencing it here feel like they don't fit the criteria and are even less likely to come forward. So Mm -hmm. before you share something, just make sure it's reputable. Yeah. Yep. Very interesting. And you do speaking engagements too. You'll you'll go visit with groups, church groups. I know you've spoken to my church yep, in yep. the past, <laughs> um, but you'll go to these groups and speak, and and so we can kind of start that ball rolling too. Yeah, right? of course, of course. Yep. Okay. Myself or a member of my team are always happy to come out. Yeah, okay. Kate. How? What's the best way to contact you? Is it the Lutheran Social Service website? People can contact us um, through there. We also have a hotline that's that's my office line as well that mm-hmm. people are welcome to contact, and that is. 218-824-3770. And then people can email me directly as well. Uh, It's kate.lepage, L-E-P-A-G-E, at lssmn.org. Easy enough. All right. 
Kate, we truly appreciate you being here to talk about this important subject during this Human Trafficking Awareness Month. And uh, thank you for all the good work you're doing in the community mm-hmm. along with the Brainerd Lakes Area Sex Trafficking Team. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. Kate LePage is the East Central Safe Harbor Regional Navigator and Program Manager. I'm Ken Thomas, along with Tess Taylor, and that is today's edition of Community Focus. We remind you that our Community Focus programs can be listened to anytime. They're on our website. Go to 1067wjjy.com. You can also listen through our free downloadable app, which is powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.